recording. Oh, hey guys, back Everyone. for another one. <laughs> back for episode three. Get excited. Holla at your girls right here. Woo woo. <laughs> Welcome to OMG Stuff. I'm Jamie. I'm Krista. And today we are talking about quarter life crisis. <laughs> Which aka you guys basically is called when the age of 25 slash to me, yeah, around 25, I'd say, just, like, chaos ensues. Life. Yeah, like, you're mid, like, you know, you hit your mid-20s, and you're like, oh. <laughs> exactly. If you guys could see Jamie's face, the face she just made with that sound effect is exactly, no, Jamie, is perfect. It's the exact emoji of what, oh, 25 equals. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we are talking about that because Krista, well, Krista's had a quarter life crisis since college. Well, <laughs> <laughs> She would always be like, I'm having a quarter life crisis. And I'd be like, Krista, you're like 21. <laughs> Calm down. Jamie, I do. But I was like 19, 20 and being, dude, like junior year, all of Jamie, all of junior year, literally, we were, we were all 20. I was like, oh my God, I'm having a quarter life crisis. And like, I think Jamie, literally, it was like Aaron or Kim at the time was like, um, you're not 25 right now. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, um, so guys, so, so quarter life crisis. So then, Jamie, do you want to talk about, I guess, like, Jamie and I guys both had very different quarter life crisis, crises, I guess, crises. kind of thing. Crises, crises, yeah, <laughs> crises. Because um, again, quarter life crisis, guys, for anyone, kind of what I think my understanding, I guess, of that time period, and anyone else, kind of, guys, feel free to comment. If you're in your, you know, mid 20s, whatnot, Jamie and I are kind of in our later 20s now, but at that point of like the 25 ish, maybe 24, 26 years of your life, kind of the age range, a lot of things happen, guys. Because you either just graduated college or you're at that age, maybe if you did not choose to go to college, maybe you are at the point in your life where you or other close friends of yours are already getting married and or having kids. And everyone starts to really, I feel like, move at different paces, you know, or different directions or whatnot, you know, either on a professional way or personal way. And it's a weird time too. I think you still think like you're a kid a little bit. You still feel like you're still that college student, but at the same time you're in adult situations and it's a little bit confusing. Love that description. Yeah. Jamie, literally you're, you're a kid in adult situations. That's ex is exactly true. Yeah. So I went first in the last episode. Do you want to go first? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, I guess so again, aside from all my disbelief of experiencing quarter life crisis during our time at FIT <laughs> when Jamie and I were in college, um, basically, guys, the year I was 25, I had a lot of shit hit the fan, I guess. Basically, can't put it any other way but that. Basically, I had just chosen to leave a job I had been at for two years. It was a great job. I was doing um, some kind of inside sales um, for magazine publishing. It was terrific. I really enjoyed it. It was the first time I felt like I felt stable and kind of in a good place since college, kind of working, being able to support myself, have my own apartment, lived alone, kind of like, you know, good, nice, you know, post-grad independence sort of thing, Jamie, you know, and stability, you know, once you kind of enter in those first couple of years after college, you're like, what the hell's going on? So it was a tough period because I had chosen to leave this job I was at because I had been there for two years and I was like, okay. Is there any opportunity for growth? I had asked about either taking on more responsibility or a raise was the main thing because for those who spend time in New York City, guys, um, rent goes up every year, the cost of living goes up every year, and your paycheck does not always follow. And 
it's just that's the way it is of course in any place you live but it's just harder in new york where i'm like hey my rent was going up i had student loans to pay life cost of needs go up and uh, my job wasn't able to provide that for me so i was ready for a new challenge and i was like okay exit that um i put in like a month's notice before i left that job because it was a big deal and i was um i had accepted another job but um i wanted to make sure i left on good terms and kind of you know did all that i could do there before my time ended I had taken basically guys two other kind of little jobs afterwards. Uh, one part-time job didn't last very long. It wasn't exactly as it had been described to me. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Then I had another job afterwards that was um, a different kind of media sales job where actually I got to go to LA, which was cute for a weekend, even though I got an ear infection and got really sick, <laughs> got tonsillitis and stuff. I had d doing like event sales. So it was a very creative media event sort of business, um, business to business, which was similar to how I had done sales previously. And they out of nowhere one day let me go. And I was like, whoa, that wasn't the biggest deal. It was the fact that I was still 25 at the time. And I had, like, I think I briefly mentioned, um, you guys, that I had scoliosis before. So my back was basically an S shape um, from the time I was 15 to 25. Yeah. So craziness, 10 years. And so 25 guys also was the key for most of us when this all might change Jamie also with the current environment of life health insurance wise. Typically guys, when you're currently still on your parents' insurance until you turn 26, right? So when you're on 25 is kind of your last year or two. Maybe if you have any sort of serious underlying medical situation, it's kind of advised, of course, to take care of it now while you're still on your parents' insurance. And that's kind of my situation. So after a job didn't work out in New York and I had been having kind of more frequent back pain and discomfort with my spine, even though I was teaching fitness and working and all that was fine. Of course, also in New York, you're carrying groceries to your apartment. Uh, I walk up four flights of stairs, you know, four floor walk up, you know, you're walking around a lot, carrying either a heavy bag from work, tote bag, whatnot. And yeah, my body was just kind of like losing it. I wasn't sleeping a lot. That was kind of my own situation and not like my back situation, but it was just a bumpy time guys. And it was almost like after I had lost that job, I had to decide if I was going to stay or go. And I wasn't looking to leave New York, but I had tried for a month to get another job and things weren't working out. So I had to make the very tough decision after being in New York city for seven years to leave. It's not just like guys, Oh, you spend seven years and you jump ship from anywhere in your life. But, you guys, anything I feel like in your 20s feels more intense than they say it is, I guess, you know, right, Jamie? Like, yeah. again, you're still in this kind of adolescent brain. Even though you're, you know, you're older, still, I was, like I said, 25 at the time. It's just a lot of change at once. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, where you choose to go to college, guys, if you choose to go to college or where you choose maybe to move to or to do after you finish high school, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Absolutely. So for, and so, you know, for a thing for me was that all my family wasn't in wasn't in New York. And I was like, Hey, I was literally looking up ways I could maybe try to have my surgery in the city. But the thing is when, again, all of your doctors, guys, and your, you know, primary care and all your, you know, additional healthcare professionals are located in your home state. And it's not where you currently live. That's kind of tough when you're going to have a major operation. So I had to move back home to um, Vermont. And not only guys did that mean, obviously I had to leave my independence and all my friends in the city and kind of a place to live that I loved. Um, it's like, you know, you have your own routine in life and everything. It just, it was very difficult because again, I had made my closest friends like Jamie and many others that I had met either 
at school or in the years after while I was in New York. And, you know, Vermont isn't that far away, but it's far enough where I can't just go there on the weekend because then I'm not going to want to leave. And it's just, it's a different animal after you live somewhere and then you jump ship. So it was a bumpy year, guys, because fast forward, I had back surgery uh, February 1st, 2018. So I moved out of New York October 2017 um, because I was able to get out of my lease, my landlord. Anyway, so I was kind of a blessing in disguise after, again, I had lost a job and everything and things weren't working out. And I had chosen to leave because things weren't working out. I had to get back surgery. I moved back home, had back surgery. I was able to teach surf set fitness, which I was co-teaching in New York City before I moved here, actually in Burlington for three months before my surgery. I was able to teach my fitness class. I was teaching two classes a week. Um, it's like four, like four to six people a week or so, a class, sorry, said two classes a week, Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings. And I was feeling great physically, but then I had my surgery and I had some complications. And so that I think was just a major life-changing event for me, I guess. I don't need to go into crazy detail about it here, but long story short, guys, was that I had an eight-hour surgery um, to have, again, my back corrected for not only longevity for myself since people can die if they're you know crunched over and your heart stops in your lungs and yeah a lot of of body parts guys are attached you know what I mean everything inside's attached so one thing you know anything yeah yeah Jimmy know too from you know your previous health like any sort of like body part especially when it's like anything like that when they have to go deep inside again especially with you know spine senses nerves and nerves attached and it's literally the entire spine like I have a scar, guys. They had to open me up from top, like right in the back of my neck to right above my butt crack. I know, hot stuff. And then a big scar up the front as well, you know, like a shark bite. So it's a lot of surgery, guys. And even though, you know, when you're in your 20s, they say it's great to have surgery before you're 30 for some reason. It's kind of like the the point, age point, kind of, I guess, for how your body heals. But the fact that you kind of have to do it while you're younger because you can heal faster. But I experienced multiple mini strokes. I was 25 and healthy, guys. I never had any previous surgery except for wisdom teeth. Nothing physical. I had been injured before or anything wonky. And I've been active all my life and done sports and stuff. So basically, it was very life-changing because, again, you go from living alone in New York, kind of having your friends around, you know, doing your life, being very independent. And then you move home. You're like, okay, I'm on a mission to have surgery. And then you come out of surgery. I couldn't see. I couldn't move my left arm. I went in. Totally fine. I went into guys to have surgery on my back, not on my brain. You know what I mean? And the fact that when I came out, because I had multiple mini strokes on my left and right occipital lobe, which is the part, um, the sides of your brain, which are where your like basically your vision is like linked to the back of your brain. So basically, whatever I was seeing was kind of very blurry for a bit, and I wasn't able to drive. And also, I couldn't cut my own sandwich. I literally was trying to spread. I think mustard or milk whip something like that on bread one day I know it sounds goofy but it's like it's so intense guys when you're like 25 and you're like I feel fine physically standing up I had back surgery I gained two inches you were very angry emotionally too I remember dude you were a completely different person yeah Jimmy I know for so long Jimmy did seem like I was like a different person for so long Yeah. yeah it sucks it's not cute it's weird, guys, because it's a very high body experience. You know what I mean? Because, like, again, I was on serious medicine for a bit, but also because coming off of it, it's like you're just almost like learning how to be human again because I needed my parents to, like, hold my hand while I was going for a walk all because 
my eyes were not super, like my vision was not clear. And my left arm just didn't function super great. I had to work on my strength back for my left arm because of the strokes affected the left side of my body. And because guys also, I lost like almost 15 pounds in surgery. And that was not part of the plan. It was just because A, I gained two inches and I got really sick in the hospital. Because Jamie knows too, like your body does weird things. The complications happen. It doesn't make any sense. I had complications yeah. from a surgery when I was nine. So I feel, I feel, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's scarier, Jamie, because yours was younger. You know what I mean, too? It's like, because then well, you, even you more... don't remember as much when you're younger. So I know, but it's... In a way, it was less scary. <laughs> I know, but even still, it's like, I don't know, what's better or worse? You know what I mean? Still, it's just like funky, so. But you got out of your funk, in a way. Like, look how far you've come. Thank you. But yeah, guys, basically, that was, like I said, all the brink of 25, then I turned 26, and I still didn't feel like a million bucks, but like, I felt kind of, you know, like, I think Jamie can tell you, too, again, not now, guys, as we're in April 2020, I feel much more closer to, I guess, who I am or myself slash, like, who, I, who I'm becoming, I guess. It's like we all mature in different ways as we grow up. But it's like I feel much more back to myself in certain ways than I had felt for the longest time of surgery. I was very emotional. Jamie said I was very angry. Open direct anything at you, Jamie. But, no, you know, just, like, very angry. Just with, like, anything that happened. So. Yeah, it was kind of a shit show over your guys, but yeah, like Jamie will go into her situation, but everyone's 20s are very different, and my, like, mid-20s especially were really intense, but you know what? Like, they say you're not throwing anything in life you can't handle, so I'm like, bring it fucking on, because we're still okay. Everything is still attached, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm still working on getting my strength fully back, especially from doing the live stream surf set class yesterday. I'm like, damn, my arms are not back to where they were before. Anyways, everything is just Again, guys, like we all learn, you know, things in life to be patient with ourselves. And so that's the hard part. I'm still working on that, of course. And that's why, again, guys, I go to therapy now since I started seeing a therapist. Jamie and I will get into that in a different episode. But um, for now, just like that was a key part for me to kind of keep my mentality in a decent place in addition to having great friends like Jamie and other ones that I was still in touch with kind of throughout all the recovery hell that I went through because it was very bumpy and it was very scary to be feeling so like juvenile and confused and helpless and stuck when you were 20, like I was 25 at the time. And again, I should have been fine out of that surgery. But yeah. the fact that my back was, but my brain wasn't. Kind of because of what's going on now with coronavirus, you know, you could be young and healthy and then you get this thing and it can kill you. That Yeah, that's a whole other base of it. Very true. That's the thing, guys. Yeah, Jimmy, I know. I love that you brought that up. It's like, yeah, guys, just never know what to expect, I guess, you know? So I learned definitely a lot being 25, 26 or so, and now being 27, like, I don't know. I feel like they say to me after, you know, we all have whatever kind of trauma or, like, crazy, like, storms like that of caca that happen, you kind of come out thinking, okay, what actually matters? You know what I mean? Definitely when you come away from all that. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. That's Jamie and I. That's why we're still friends, guys, because Jamie and I are still in touch the whole time, and Jamie is phenomenal the whole time, like, Checking in my mom before because I couldn't text for a while and then just like being there, you know, and that's like guys literally when you find out again, I think Jamie post-college, but also more so just, you know, in your life as you get older, who's really going to be there because that wasn't my plan and you were just being a friend, but like you, you were really there and that really means a lot. I mean, even you know? if you had to have the surgery in New York, like when Krista lived in New York, she lived in Queens. I live in Manhattan. Like even if you had the surgery in New York and like if, if your mom, let's say, came down and you needed help, like, I would have taken the subway to Queens to help you still. No? 
I know, but still, like, dude, like, there was no way. So, you remember, Jimmy, I was trying so hard to not have to move and to have it done in New York, but, like, really there was hard. no way. Yeah, there's no way, though. There's no way I could have. Yeah. You know, even a complication aside, like, you just never know because, like, you know, your main doctor also, like, even though you guys have surgery, like, your main physician still wants to check up on you, especially because, like, my doctor, my main physician came to the hospital to see me because she's an amazing doctor, and she happens to care for me and my whole family, actually, um, as our primary care physician, but she also just wanted to make sure everything was okay because she knows that apprehensive going in because all my life had been turned upside down even before surgery happened. Yeah. So. That was my Ooh. version of 25, guys. <laughs> but now, that's your Jamie guys had a very different story, but again, it's also probably very relatable. So, again, guys, yeah. different challenges and whatnot. Let's hear what Jamie had to go through for 25. So it's funny that we're talking about this because so my phone dinged before, and one of my coworkers who um, I would say plays a part in this story, also, like, she just texted me, which is really funny, and she doesn't live in New York anymore. Um, so that. she's really sweet. She was asking if I needed hand sanitizer and things. <laughs> so I can tell her. Um, so when I was 25, I always say I always say that 25 was probably like my favorite birthday, my favorite, my favorite year. I had a, a really fun birthday party that year. Um, I went in. I was at. I was really happy with my job. Um, I worked in beauty at the time. I loved my team. Um, I became very close with one of my coworkers. Um, we had a really good rhythm going, but. It was also a lot to for me to handle that year. Um, so going into 25, I had moved over from home to beauty. My boss, who I loved so much, ended up leaving the company after she had a baby. And I was so distraught because my old team, everyone from my old team all left. Like I was like the only one standing and it, it was really hard for me. But I loved my job. I decided to get into action and lose a lot of weight. And um, I was in a really good place just in general, um, I would say, in my life. Like, I loved my – had a great job. I was feeling good. I wasn't dating, but I felt like I didn't really need to at the time. Um, I was having fun with my friends. I got to go back to London for my birthday. Um, with my, I studied abroad in London, and I had always wanted to go back. My And finally, my parents were like, let's do it for your 25th. So we went to London. My dad had never been to Europe before. So I had a really, really good time. And then going into the later half of the year, I ended up moving teams at work. It was an opportunity for more responsibility. And things started to change. Um, I The job was really rough. It was the first time I actually ever had a male boss which was very different. I had always worked with women before. So getting used to that dynamic was a lot. Um, and because the job was stressful, I also like started eating more and I wasn't really following the plan. And this happens a lot on Weight Watchers. We talk about it all the time where you reach your goal weight and then you think you don't have to follow the program anymore. You think you're hot shit, but you're not. You have to always keep on the program. So I started gaining weight back and I started gaining weight very quickly um, wasn't great. And I gained the, the 15 pounds I lost, I gained it all back and more. So I didn't feel great. And my skin started like having, I started having like breakouts, really bad breakouts again, really bad hormonal acne again, which wasn't good. And my skin had looked really phenomenal. Um, when I was also when I was 25, I was on a lot of medication. I had a really bad eczema breakout. Um, I had 
like scars all over my legs, my arms, just really, really bad. So I was dealing with that all at the same time. And I was actually like on an immunosuppressant. So my immune system was being compromised too during all this and trying to keep healthy all just like a lot of crazy things. But I talk a lot in therapy how I feel like I have imposter syndrome where I smile a lot, but in, on the inside, I'm like not okay. So I was really happy with my job, but at the same time, like other things were going on personally and career wise too, I got to a point where I did feel a little bit stuck. My boss before she left had a feeling that maybe things at my job were not going to go in a great place. Um, one of the reasons I moved teams was because I was the only person in my division in New York City. Um, everyone else was in Los Angeles. So they were pushing me to move to a team that was fully in New York. And I needed to move to the team, to be honest, to learn more. And sometimes you do jobs, you have to move to jobs in your life that they're going to help you move to the next step, even if they're not great. So um, it was really hard for me to get into this mentality of like, I like my job, this and that. Um, I was also, I also interviewed at another company at the time and I was trying to keep that <laughs> secret from my boss because I didn't want them to know that I was interviewing at a competitor and ended up not working out. Um, it's better. It didn't work out. So there was just a lot of things happening for me. And I got to a point where I was 25, I did feel a little bit stuck in my career. And I was questioning, is this what I really want to do? Do I want to maybe leave? Do I really want to work in e-commerce? Do I really still want to work in fashion? And I think a lot of my friends also started questioning their careers and their paths. And well, I, like we said before, you're a child in these adult situations and work is not what you think it is when you graduate college. And it's hard when, you know, you confide in different people. Like I was confiding in my parents and, and then I was confiding in friends and others and, you know, other people too. Like some, some of our friend groups, like people started getting boyfriends and getting really serious. And then other friends just kind of fell off the earth and you know, you're making <laughs> new friendships with people. So it was just like a really confusing time for me. It's hard because I was on such a high at the start of 25. And then by the time my 26th birthday rolled around, it was the complete opposite. And I was not comfortable in my body. I was not comfortable at my job. Um, I felt, I think, very lonely in New York City. And I started questioning to like, you know, do I still want to live here? Do I not want to live here? Do I want to like, you know, maybe look for jobs in other cities. Um, the LA thing had always been a contender from the time I was 18. I knew I wanted to at some point live in LA. Um, so there was just like a lot going on in my mind. I just was not in a very good mindset in general. And I started to feel down quite a bit more often. Um, and I remember talking to my therapist a lot about it and just being like, at this point, I'd gone to therapy for probably about a year and a half, maybe a yeah, maybe it was like a year over a year. I had been in therapy by that point, two years, maybe. Um, so talking to her and just being like, I'm in this weird mindset. I'm in this fog constantly and I'm gaining weight. And I wasn't working out as much either where when I started, when I turned 25, I was working out so much and I was going to 305 fitness almost every week and that helped my weight loss. And then I just kind of fell off the bandwagon. I wasn't going as much. And, you know, I, I, I just didn't care. And I was still my Weight Watchers, but I just, I didn't care. Um, and that weight gain ended up, it caused me a lot of health issues this year. So it caught up with me, but yeah, it was just like a lot of looking back. It was like, I started on such a high and then I went to such a low and then other things at work happened. And it was just like a whole, a whole shit show. It ended up being, um, but 
you know, I, I got past it and, you know, Krista too, like when Krista got sick, like I still remember getting the text message from her mom when I was at work and being freaked out over it and all of that. And, you know, it's a lot to handle personally and professionally. You know, you're also, I was at a point too, where I, my friends were getting promoted faster than I was. And there's that, like mm. that competition Krista talks about at FIT, it happens still in the workforce. And when you go into the workforce, you have to realize that you and your friends have very different resumes and very different experiences, but it was really hard to see my friends get promoted to two or three positions higher than I was at and we're the same age. And yes, I started working a little bit later than them, but you know, you start to question why are they getting promoted more than I am? And why am I still stuck in this, in this place? Um, yeah. So it was just, it was a lot. Um, for me more so emotionally and mental and mentally and things like that. Um, and like Krista too said, you, you see people start to get married or get engaged and, and whatnot. And it's just kind of like a weird time. Most of my friends weren't doing that. Um, but I think it was also, this is when influencers, I think influencers are starting to die down a little bit and influencers were still like really big. And we were seeing, you know, this life of like, you should have designer things and you should have this and you should have that. And you should, everyone should be living this like glamorous life. And it's really hard to do that. And you also question at 25, like, am I ever going to make enough money to buy my own house? Am I ever going to make enough money so my parents don't have to pay half my rent still? Am I going to make enough money where I can afford to actually buy a designer handbag, which I did the year after, but um, <laughs> I did buy my, my big designer handbag, but you know, all these crazy things. And, and then you start to, I think, question people around you, you know, you know, how you start to question the success of your friends and the success of others. And, you know, when my parents were 25, they had really good jobs and my mom was living in New York city and yeah, it was New York City was really crappy at that time, but she was just kind of like living her life, going to Studio 54, and my dad had a really good job too, and it wasn't until later in life they got married and things like that, and you start to really wonder, like, oh my God, am I ever, you start to question everything in your life, essentially, and I think that's yeah. what I started doing, and why I felt like I was in a quarter-life crisis, um, so, yeah. I think basically both of our, both of Jimmy, um, our lives in different ways, like, we felt like demonstrated the term, <laughs> like, just total upheaval of hell like what is what is my life what am I doing what can I do better or it's like yeah me too I was just trying to figure out what to do let's I don't know I'm gonna make things better but Jimmy also what you mentioned the imposter syndrome we haven't discussed that before my therapist and I talk about that all the time yeah yeah I just I started know. like talking to my therapist about it I would say I, I didn't even know about that term Jamie until what when I started therapy like a year ago you know what I mean what year I was a year and a half now saw blur almost two years I guess now but the fact that like we first started she was like oh I think you have imposter syndrome and I was like what does it even mean you know what I mean like yeah yeah like, at work they always say that and they've been saying this for years they're always like Jamie always has a smile she does like like I never say not that I never say no but I'm always like happy to help and I'm, you know, if someone asks for my help, sure, what do you need help with? Like, let me see where I can prioritize that. So people are always like, oh, Jamie's always doing, she gets her work done, but she does it with a smile. She never complains, this and that. I mean, I do complain here and there. Like, my boss is sweet, but <laughs> I complain. I complain. I make things known. But, you know, I started, I was telling my therapist that, that I think people at work think I'm this, like, happy little positive, like, ray of sunshine. Like, when I, when they announced my promotion, my boss said, um, you know, Jamie's personality is, is bright, like the LA sun or something to that effect. Like, she oh, was saying that's that, so sweet. yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's so like, 
she's she's very good with words and um it was a really great analogy and I remember and I sometimes I read that and I'm like oh my god if only she knew you know some of the darkness that that happens and you know when I got on the team I'm on now you know so many things have changed and I'm so happy I ended up here but it was a really <clears throat> a really challenging a really challenging time and I remember my dad even people would be like oh how's Jamie like what's going on my dad would be like oh well she's like not really happy with her job right now and she's just kind of like figuring things out and all that and the insurance too like you know going on your that was a whole scary thing to go on my parents insurance and I remember like being at work and calling right away um you know in the morning and making sure I had everything done and um I feel like I went home that summer a lot too because I was like I feel like it was just like a very lonely weird summer um too like the summer I was 20 like 25 going was the summer after or that summer. summer yeah I guess the summer after yeah 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 excuse me yeah 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 that makes more sense See, what summer was it we always hung out was it was it not that summer it had I think it was the summer before I was gonna say I was like you couldn't have been lonely you and I spent like every weekend together no I think it was the summer okay. before because I lost no, the weight after we like started hanging out that whole summer um yeah, and I think the weight thing too plays along with your mental health and and whatnot. And weight for me, that's always been like looking back. To be honest, when I look back, even in high school, like I lost a lot of weight my senior year of high school because I was very, I was more motivated. I was going to be leaving. I was going to college. I was so excited, and then I went to college and I gained all the weight back because I had a a bit of a rough year, like adjusting to college life. And then I started working out more, like again, like as the older I got in college. And then the same thing, kind of, I felt like I was back to being like a freshman in college that year because I mm. felt like I was adjusting to this whole newness in life. And it's also weird because I think too, when you turn 25, I think a lot of people realize they're at a point that they didn't think they would be at 25. Like, I think maybe this is just the culture I come from, but you know, being Jewish, a lot of, a lot of Jewish people marry young, not as many people are doing that now, but I think I thought by the time I was 25 that I would maybe like have a boyfriend or be engaged and I'd be living with them and I'd have this great job and he'd have a good job and like, we'd be on our way to getting married. And that's completely, I'm not even close to that. And I think even seeing, even seeing people like, Nick Jonas, for example, and this sounds really crazy, but Nick Jonas is the same age as us. He, I met a few months older than him. And to see him like getting married and doing all these things, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like Nick Jonas was just like me at one point, just young and living in New York City. And now he's getting married. Like I'm not close. I am nowhere near that at all. And it's, I think it also is weird to see your friends do that. Or I see people even now like buying houses and stuff. And I'm like, what? So. <laughs> Like, how? But anyway, enough, enough of my rant. No, the house thing is true. Jamie, again, we are saying before, like, you know, literally the fact that our generation in general, like, we can't afford a house. The kids, and yeah, like Jamie said, too, I mean, way back in the day, Jamie, I thought, oh, my God, 25, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have two kids, a boy and a girl. Like, everything, I thought, like, you know, 25 was, like, the year things were, like, oh, my God, you know, like, way beyond now how living with people living with their family for so much longer than, you know, desired. Yeah. Kind of thing in general. So, yeah. And I've been in situations that have kind of now even added to this, uh, even though I'll be 28 next month, like things that have added to it, for example, like going to weddings for, well, I think weddings are a good example. So <gasps> my friends, my, one of my friends weddings last year, um, 
I was at a table with her because I'm friends with her sister. So I was yeah. at a table with like a, other single people. We were, we would, we said we were the kids table because we were like the younger of the people. And then mm -hmm. I went to my friend's wedding in December. And I, even though I know her family and I was sitting with some of her family, everyone else at the table had a significant other. And there was just me like on my phone and my mom came over and basically had me sit at her table because she had been in that situation before. And she was like, look, I've, I've been where you've been where when I was your age, I was still single and I would get invited to weddings and I wouldn't get a plus one. And I would be just kind of sitting there like twiddling my thumbs and not knowing what to do. And, um, you know, that didn't really help the whole situation. So <laughs> yeah. But I think little things like that happen too. And yeah. No, it's true. I told you, it's like more so of doing so officially like for my family now being away from the city. Like all of my cousins, I have a lot of close family around here. I'm like one of 13 grandchildren and like all of my older cousins are married. And it's kind of like going down the number line. I'm kind of coming up next, but that's not happening, you know? Yeah. So. And I think everyone has it. Like at one point, my cousin, um, my one of my cousins was like I think I'm having a quarter life crisis like she finally admitted it to me and I was like boom <laughs> I was like yes you are 25 oh this is going to happen <laughs> I was like welcome 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 to the club it's not a fun club to be in but no no but she she was having you know career thoughts about career and life and all those things and I said yep I think it, I think it happens to everyone at 25 I think to me it happens though I think I decided I think part of me is like convinced that it's like from age 25 to like, let's say 28, 29. I mean, it yeah. could be till 30, depending on the person, you know what I mean? But I think it definitely happens. Like maybe just like the last five years until you're 30 or four, I guess, you know, or it could be just like the prime couple of years, 25, 28, where you're like really figuring out again, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Or who am I going to be with? Or what you actually need to prioritize for yourself, not anybody else for right now for you, which is the hard part. Absolutely. For sure. Oh my gosh. God. Jay, I'm, I'm low on battery. Yes. Do you want to finish up now? I don't know timing, but do you want yeah, to finish, let's finish up? up. We can, this okay. will be a short, a shorter episode. Um, so we, um, we recorded our second episode the same day we recorded this episode. So why don't we talk about what we're looking forward to this day in the coming weeks? Oh, I love it. Didn't see that. You go first this time. Um, I am looking forward, I don't really have anything to look forward to, I, I hate to say. Um, I know what I'm looking forward to. I'm supposed to be on some panels for FIT's Accepted Students Day, and that is next weekend, and I'm excited for that. <gasps> Woo! Yeah, because old tour guide, right? Woohoo! FIT tour guide. <laughs> Jimmy, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. I'm looking forward to you. I have another phone call. One of our other friends, obviously, on Monday. Um, looking forward to again a little friend call here and then I'm also hoping that um, I can get in a good run for myself a, if weather's good and b my legs are fine because again my legs are fine but they for so long were just like when I was putting in 30 miles a week my legs were just so fatigued I was like I was like okay I take a little pause and so now it's like I'm ready to get back into like some steady running if the weather cooperates then yeah I'll get the run in and then again little little friend phone call on Monday so ah. So good, Jimmy. Yeah, you got another dance party then? A digital dance party then? Next another Friday, dance probably. party and another FIT group hangout. Love it. So good. You have those weekly now, Jamie, too? Oh, yeah. Every every <laughs> Thursday. Every Thursday we have our, our, week, our weekly Google hangout. Wait, that's so great, though. You guys, honestly, any little thing that keeps you kind of feeling like there is some normalcy to the week, indifference to the week and the weekend. Do you know what I mean? So I love that. Oh, so good. Well, guys, another episode of Oh My God, Stop. Thanks for I'm listening. Krista. I'm Jamie.
<laughs> Bye. Bye.